At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you. We're hitting some basketball in this hour as the NBA is going to be getting started with the ne- within the next few days, so we have to bring on someone that knows quite a bit about the NBA. That would be Raheem Palmer. He does an amazing job over at the ringer. He takes a look at the NBA, does a great job with the NFL. So we're going to do one segment of NFL with them. We're going to do one segment of NBA in the final segment. I'm going to give you guys what I like in terms of the Major League Baseball card for this Tuesday. And here in segment number one, we have to start getting you guys set for the upcoming college basketball season. And if you're looking for a little bit more college basketball coverage, the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops, it is every single day. I'm not even kidding when I say that I've gone over 1,050 straight days without a missed podcast. So you're going to get a little bit of a taste of that on here. If you're looking for a little bit more in terms of college basketball, go there because well, you get one every single day. I've been taking a look at all these conferences. I think I'm through now 27 conference previews. I'm going to be doing the Big Ten within the next 72 hours. So that is going to make it 28. So we are working our way through all of those. And I'm going to give you guys some conference previews on this show as well. And if there is ever a conference that you want featured on this show, since I have them all on the podcast with it being now, if you're out there on the East Coast, 27 days away from the start of the college basketball season, if you're out West, you're able to cling on to dear life for 28 days remaining for the next hour. But I do think that we're probably not going to have 
time to hit every one of these conferences. We're certainly going to be hitting the major ones and ones I do think that you're going to have a nice edge in in general, but please do let me know on those. And today we're going to be taking a look at the SOCON, which the Southern Conference is actually one that has been able to produce a lot of money for you. And there is a team in particular that has been a big time casual casual booster and a team that in general I think might be able to crack the top 25 this season. I'm talking about the Furman Paladins. If you take a look at the Furman Paladins, since the beginning of the 2017-18 season, they've been able to cover right around 55 or so percent of their game. So they have been a little bit more tepid, but if you're willing to take a look at the last decade or so, this has been really a top 10 team in terms of cover rate in all of college basketball. They've been able to do a supreme job on that front. One of the few teams that, in general, if you've been just betting them on the money line in every single game, they've been able to crack that 52.38% that you're needed to be able to make a little bit of money. And I firmly do believe that this is the top team in the conference once again this season. And if you're looking for a conference that they could be able to produce multiple teams for the NCAA tournament, and this is outside of your obvious Power Six conferences, along with, I would throw in there, the Atlantic 10 and the American. Those are obviously your clear two. West Coast Conference, you're going to be able to probably get to, especially if Gonzaga doesn't win the conference tournament. But I do think that if you're looking for one of those low to mid majors that could produce two teams, it is the SOCON Conference because with Furman, you've got a lot of talent and you've got a triple double machine that you're able to rely upon in Jalen Slauson, six foot seven combo player. Last season, 14.5 points, 7.4 boards, 3.7 assists, 1.7 seals on 1.7 blocks per contest. Guys, absolutely insane. And then you bring in someone that actually saw starts at the uh, at the ACC level at the point guard spot in Carter Witt. Witt was the number 79th ranked freshman in terms of 2020 sports' recruiting rankings from the class of 2020. Saw some starts as a freshman. Last year fell out of favor. Now he comes into Furman. A Furman team that they are going to be losing a few pieces from the backcourt, but you do still have Mike Bothwell returning. He was their top scorer last year as he was able to put in their 15.5 points per contest. He was very, very good for the team as on a per-possession basis. Furman, eighth in the country in terms of total points scored per possession. They were 20th in the country in terms of three-point shooting percentage. They took 51.6% of their shots from the outside. That ranked in the top 20 in all of college basketball. Assisted on 25% of their buckets. What I'm saying is this is a really, really stinking efficient offense. And they play in a conference where you've got a lot of slower teams in general, aside from one, but that one team that is going to be going away. And I'm talking about the Citadel. A Citadel team that many of you guys know. They're probably going to score 70 points on any given night, and they're typically going to give up 80 on any given night. But Sadness for anyone that is looking for Citadel overs. And this is something that you do want to be taking a look at towards the beginning part of the season as well. One of the toughest things that bookmakers have to do is handicap these newer coaches that are going to be coming in. Because the Citadel, just time and time again, you could set a total of 160 and you could take overs and you could still hit those overs. Because the Citadel, they didn't play a lick at defense to save their lives. Casper the Friendly Ghost would be surprised as to the way that they were playing so horribly on defense. Now you've got Duggar Bauckham who's going to be out of the fold, and in comes Ed Conroy. Ed Conroy comes in after he was, well, a little bit of a flame out with Tulane. He actually is going to be here for his second sin with the Citadel, and if you take a look at how the Citadel did his first time around, they were a team that they played much, much more slowly under our good friend. Now, 
Obviously, when you take a look at college basketball just 10 to 12 years ago, which is when Ed Conroy was really the leader of the home for the Citadel, it is very much a different college basketball landscape. You get much more three-point shooting, what have you, but when Ed Conroy was the head coach of this team for his four years, the team never averaged more than 66.8 points per contest, and there was one year where they gave up more than 68 points per game. His final season, when he really had things humming in, he decided to take a little bit of a bigger job. This was during the 2009-10 season, so you have to go back to when the shot clock was honestly at 35 rather than 30. Three-point shooting wasn't as prevalent, but with that said, that year, the team gave up 60.9 points per contest, or they scored 60.9 points per contest, and they allowed 59.8 points per game. Needless to say, the Citadel scoring 85-plus points per contest and giving up 80-plus points per game, those days are most likely going to be gone. This is where you could really maximize that. Like, I take a look at to utilize a Missouri Valley Conference team that is going to be the exact opposite in Indiana State. Last year, they hired on pretty much the coaching staff of Lincoln Memorial, which for those of you guys, G2 nuts, that no Lincoln Memorial, first of all, I salute you because that is really deep diving on college basketball. But Lincoln Memorial, they're a team that at the D2 level, they score like 85 points per contest. They play at a scorched earth style. That's a program that I really think that they're going to hold true to their colors. When Indiana State was fully healthy last year, they were playing much more up-tempo. Problem was... You had that team just ravaged by COVID in January. There were literally games where they were playing with six guys. Hard to play up-tempo with six guys, and the conditioning is just not there in general. Year number two, under that coaching regime, they're going to be able to play a little bit more up-tempo. That is something that you do want to be taking a look at. Something else that you want to be taking a look at as well is that you're going to have a lot of coaching changes in this conference because you do have a little bit of familiarity and a coaching change that happened within the conference. And by this, I mean the mocks of Chattanooga are looking a little bit differently because Paris Lamont, who led the team to the NCAA tournament last season, he's out at South Carolina. And South Carolina is going to be a very interesting team with Gigi Jackson as well. That's going to be one of the tougher teams engaged in general. But with Chattanooga, I felt like they did an absolutely bang-up job with this coaching hire. And when it comes to coaching hires, you have to take a look at the success they had in relation to where they were. Because they bring in Dan Earl from VMI. And when it comes to VMI... Their expectations, well, they're a little bit different than most other schools in all of college basketball because VMI, it stands for Virginia Military Institute. Needless to say, a military institute typically is not bringing in like five-star guys or anything like that. They're not able to go into the transfer portal. For Dan Earl, last two seasons at VMI, he won 29-28, and 28, which you know what? Many people are saying like, that's pretty darn solid, but VMI's 29-28, Allow me to scale this for you. This is probably the equivalent of, in my opinion, leading a school like we're going to throw out there a mid-range major conference team like Oklahoma. This is like the equivalent of taking Oklahoma to the Final Four, getting VMI to a 29-28 and record because he took over a complete and utter dumpster fire. The previous six years, the team had won 11 games or fewer. He was really starting to build a little bit of something. Ironically enough, Doug Bachum was the coach of that team where they were scoring like 80 points per contest, but I still remember there were some VMI games where they were giving up 100 as well, and he also brings with him players as well. Something to take a look at in terms of a lot of these college basketball coaching changes is do they bring along with them a little bit of talent, and a big reason why I think that you're going to be able to get some good value on Chattanooga coming into the season is that 
unlike a lot of these schools that they go through a coaching change, you're going to have a little bit of camaraderie there because the guy that is coming over with them from VMI, his name is Jake Stevens. Stevens is a six foot ten gentleman that I'm not even kidding when I read off these numbers. He averaged 19 and a half points, nine boards, 3.3 assists per contest, and at six foot ten, he took five threes per game and he shot 49% from three. To shoot 49% from three while taking five threes per contest as a six foot ten gentleman is just absolutely ridiculous. Chattanooga does lose a lot of their pieces from last year, but Dan Earl, I would say that the job that he did the last two years at VMI is a top ten coaching job. I know that many of you people are going to be looking at me just side-eyes saying that going 29 and 28 in the SoCon, that's not necessarily too impressive, but what he did at VMI was literally a Herculean feat, and I do think that this is really going to be able to put Chattanooga on the map, a Chattanooga team that they were consistently playing games in which first to 65 won. They were playing a little bit slower. Take a look at VMI. They're probably going to be playing a lot of overs come to the beginning of the season because VMI, they were a team that was in the top 25 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, a team that was able to do a very good job of just being able to stroke it from three-point range with also having someone like a Delvin White coming in from USC Upstate, a team that very much was good to the over last season. That's something to take a look at in a conference set where you've got a lot of teams that last season they were in the bottom 50 in terms of possessions per game, Wofford, East Tennessee State was wretched on defense, but they played very slow. So I do think that that is really something to take a look at in terms of SoCon. So I do think that there's some money to be made with those teams with newer coaches. And there's always money to be made in the NFL and the NBA. Ryan Palmer of the Ringer is going to be joining me the next two segments to talk about that and so much more right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with primetime matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft in 13 contests and compete to win for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do celebrate responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Raheem Palmer in studio. He does amazing work at the Ringer. We've talked with him so much about the NFL. And we're going to do that in segment number one. But in segment number two, I know that Raheem, you love the NBA. That is coming up soon. And excited to talk about that with you. And always excited to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I mean, look, it's a great time right now. We got the NFL. We got the MLB playoffs. And, I mean, we got NBA coming up next Tuesday. I mean, preseason is going really well for me as far as NBA. And we got some big boxing matches this weekend as well. So it's a beautiful time to, I mean, to be a sports fan, to be a sports better. I'm excited. The World Cup is coming up soon. I was able to do a college basketball conference preview in that last segment. Everything is coming together. It is absolutely impressive. And things are really coming together with the NFC East. I know that this is a conference that you've, or a division that you've taken quite a bit of a look at. I know that you've got a position on the Philadelphia Eagles. And ironically enough, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan as well. And just take me through what we've seen out of this division in general because. I do feel like the Giants, in terms of their 4-1, and one, it's still a little bit of fool's gold to me at this point, but I just take a look at this entire division, and I think that they've been, really, as a collective, the biggest surprise in all of football thus far. I mean, you know, I, I told you, I took the position on the Giants. I took them 10-1 to one to win the NFC East, and I actually took them plus 225 to go to the playoffs. So I'm really happy with what the Giants are doing. I mean, look, it is a little bit of fool's gold, but I think some of it is Brian Dable. And, look, he's turned this team around. I mean, they're making smart decisions offensively. And I think, look, Danny Dimes, to me, like, he's really underrated. 
And look, I know he hasn't had the best offensive line, but for them to win that game without their top weapons, and I'm saying why I'm banged up, I said it says a lot about this Giants team. So you can't overlook them. And I think they might have a real chance of sneaking in the playoffs in a year where the NFC is actually weak. Now, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys right now, to me, they're probably one of the best teams in the NFC because you look at that defense, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. They can rush the quarterback. So they're scary. Now, the Eagles, obviously, you know, team like everybody's looking at them as, you know, probably the best team in the NFC. But the issues with the offensive line, they had some injuries. Jordan Maialata, he's he's been out. If they're banged up against the Cowboys, I might find myself on the Cowboys again. Like, I mean, you guys might have saw it the other day, but I gave out the Cowboys money line and went outright against the Los Angeles Rams. And what have they done all year? The Cowboys have beaten teams with bad offensive lines. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They, they beat the, the Rams. If the Eagles' offensive line is banged up, I think that, that, that five points, it might be a little too high. Yep, and when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles as well, would you perhaps be interested in entertaining more first half bets with them rather than the full game? Because something I've been noticing with the Eagles is that they get off to really hot starts, but in the third and fourth quarter, the scoring, it really has gone down with them. You know, I think that was the trendy pick this week. Everybody noticed that, but you notice they didn't cover that first half against the Arizona Cardinals the other day. It depended on when you took the number. If you got in early, you were able to get there. If you got in late, that was, well... Not yeah, so it's like, I mean, once something becomes a trendy, trendy pick, I think a lot of it is priced into the market, unfortunately. And I do think that that actually speaks to something that is very important in terms of NFL betting as well. Getting on these numbers very early, like we're doing this very late Monday night. I still think that there's tremendous numbers in terms of a lot of these books right now. But if you try to wait until even, I would say, Friday night is probably the cutoff, I would say maybe even a little bit earlier. But once you try to bet on game day, you're just losing a lot of value in general unless you're taking one of these underdogs like the Arizona Cardinals were. I mean, one thing I will say is, I mean, there might be there's a select group of bettors who they have to bet on game day because That's the true. limits rise to a certain amount. So if you're betting big, you kind of got to bet on game day. I mean, look, I got caught out there the other day. Um, I had the, I loved the Los Angeles Chargers the other day. And while I was in line at the Circa, unfortunately, I didn't have any money in my online account. But while I was in line at the Circa, the line said Chargers minus one. As I'm getting ready to make my bet, it moves to minus two. Of course, the Chargers win by two, I push. So, I mean, look, even it happens to the best of us. So, but yeah, I mean, look, if you're not betting a substantial amount of money, you definitely you want to be moving on these numbers early. And if you're, I mean, you're betting on game day, you really need to, you, you need to have that money in your account. You need to be like on it, like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning because these numbers move quickly. Yep, absolutely. I do think that, I mean, in terms of, most of the listening audience, obviously, we've got some professionals out there that they're putting down big-time money. This is their living, and that is a little bit more difficult. But if you're putting down 100 bucks a game, 50 bucks a game, you should be fine there. So I would say if you are able to and you have access to those numbers, obviously do fire in on that as well. But I do think that that speaks to something as well because the reason why you got to push instead of a win on that bet on the Chargers is that Brandon Staley made a mind-numbingly bad decision to go for it on fourth down, and we saw it on Monday Night Football. That fourth and one call that was made by the Las Vegas Raiders, I know there's a lot of people outraged that they went for two as well. My main outrage is just on that fourth down call, the fact that they throw just pretty much a bomb trying to pick up a half a yard when you've got Josh Jacobs, who had been so good all night long. I do think that it is very frustrating to bet on these teams just because of coaching in general. It just feels like it's at an all-time low. And how have you dealt with this? Because there have been a lot of games that have been decided by, let's call it what it is, terrible decisions. 
I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you've heard the phrase, the same thing that make you laugh to make you cry. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Los, Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders. They took the lead in this game because they went for it on fourth and one, and they, they got a bomb to Devontae Adams. They try it again. It doesn't work. So, I mean, look, when it comes to, you know, fourth down decision making, when it comes to going, down, going for two, people are never going to be happy because it's just it's all results oriented. Now, you look at, like, last night. The Baltimore Ravens. There's a lot of sharp money on the Baltimore Ravens. There's people on both sides, Ravens, Bengals. And you look at the organizational philosophy of the Baltimore Ravens in the Lamar Jackson era. They've always consistently gone for it on fourth and one, fourth and inches. Last night, for the first time ever in the Lamar, Lamar Jackson era, they didn't go for it. And it cost Raven betters the game because instead of, you know, pushing if you're on three, if they get, if they get seven right there, I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed a push at, at minimum. Instead, they kick the field goal to go up six. Joe Burrow drives down the field. They score a touchdown. And Justin Tucker kicks a field goal, and the rest is history. But it's, it's very frustrating to me. I think there's an added level of variance in today's NFL game with all these fourth down calls. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. There have been some mind-numbing decisions, and that is one that really came to mind to me with the Baltimore Ravens. Is there any way to really fight it? Because I do think that's something that is very important is just watching these games in general. If you're someone that... You have access to like red zone and things like that. Obviously, that helps you out quite a bit. But I know that it's very difficult, especially in sports that aren't football, just because when you have like 15 MOB games a night, when you've got 10 plus NBA games a night, it is a little bit more difficult to catch some of these spots in general. You're catching up via box scores, things of that nature. Just how do you fight this? Because I do think that the ultimate answer for me, doing the best that you possibly can to take a look at these coaching situations is just watching as much game film as and as many live games as humanly possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm, you know, when I'm back in Philly, I have my, my full TV <laughs> set up. And, you know, when I'm here in the desert, I'm in the sports book and I'm watching these games. And, look, I think the one thing that you have to do is you have to understand that there's a there's an added level of variance when it comes to the NFL now. And, I mean, you're a baseball baseball guy. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you saw that Seattle Mariners versus Toronto Blue Jays game with – when you look at George Springer, he crashes into both Pichette, um, and that cost him the game. So it's just it's just a lot of variance. And I think, you know, the one thing that you can do to combat a lot of the variance is live betting. It gives you a chance to be able to buy on different positions and buy off positions. You know, you look at tonight, if you were on the Raiders at plus seven and a half, you could have come back on the Chiefs, and you, you won both sides. The second half line was Chiefs minus seven and a half. So, I mean, I think you just put yourself in positions to where you're watching the game, you're seeing how things going, you're seeing how teams make decisions, and I think you can kind of just put yourself in good spots. Being someone that was on the Toronto Blue Jays a couple days ago, boy, do I wish I bet the Seattle Mariners when they were like 20 to 1, 25 to 1. On the live line, when the Blue Jays were up by a count of eight to one, that would have been very nice. I'm, I'm, it's a shame you didn't see my tweet. I actually gave out. I, you know, I don't do a lot of baseball, but I've been. I mean, I pick my spots on baseball. I gave out the Seattle Mariners plus one fifty the other day nice. to win game two. I, I'm sorry you had to take a L. <laughs> that is one where I do think that that is something as well that you take a look at it and handicap. On my part, I don't think it was too bad. Sometimes you just get some of those bad breaks, and I think that it is very important to not completely change your philosophy because of a bad beat like that. Because if you, like me, had the Blue Jays, it probably should have gotten there, and you just got really unlucky with the bullpen completely imploding. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was a big part of my handicap. It was that I actually felt like Seattle would get to the bullpen. I know they had played game one. Toronto had used a lot of their relievers. So, I mean, honestly, I didn't expect 
Um, who was it? Um, Gosman. Gosman. I didn't expect them to give up like four scoreless innings. I expect them to kind of keep it close. And I mean, they rocked Robbie Ray. I, I think yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Seattle Mariners are probably in trouble against the Houston Astros. Yeah, I think so as well. But we'll we're gonna take a look at a little NBA next. That season is getting started soon, and I know that our good friend Reem Palmer does a great job of handicapping that. We will talk about that next here on Vsin Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our Hoops experts, including John Von Tobel, provide strategies and advice, as well as predictions for. Conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network, you can reach him, joined by Raheem Palmer, does amazing work over at The Ringer. And Raheem, I know that before we dive into the season itself, for the NBA, you've been taking a look a lot at the preseason. How have you been able to find success in the NBA preseason? Because it feels like with you, it's been a lot of underdogs that have been able to come through and have been able to make you some money. I know for me, look, a lot of underdogs have been crushing the NBA preseason. So one of the things I've been doing, I've actually been playing money line underdogs. Like if I'm looking pregame and then I'm also looking live. So a lot of it is just handicapping the benches. And, you know, you look at a game like tonight, the Miami Heat, they played the Houston Rockets. Miami opened up as huge favorites, and they announced that all their starters were out. And But, I mean, look, you look at Miami Heat culture. They still got guys like Victor Oladipo. They still got Duncan Robinson who's been playing out of his mind in the preseason right now. I know he lost his spot in the rotation last year to Max Struess, but he's been playing really well in this preseason. So, I mean, they're going up against a young Rockets team, and they're at home, and you can pretty much get them at plus money at large parts of this game. So I jumped all over to Miami Heat. And, you know, so situations like that where it's just you, you, you're you catching good teams as a dog. I mean, you look at tonight, the Washington Wizards. I mean, the Hornets, they might be one of the worst teams in the league this season. Mm. And I was able to get them at plus money. So I'm playing a lot of money line underdogs. I'm looking for situations live. I'm handicapping the benches, seeing where they match up, and then looking for edges there. And I know that a lot of people made a lot out of the Phoenix Suns when they lost to the Adelaide 36ers, I believe that it is. I might have said the number wrong, but I know that they took a big upset there. And does anything like that give you a little bit of pause going into the season on a team? Or do you think that because it is a preseason, there's not a lot of takeaways with it? I mean, I think that there's a lot that goes into it. Like one of the things that you'll notice, there's actually a trend going around. If you look at teams who haven't won a game in the preseason, they tend to go under on their win total more often than not. Look at the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah. They went under the, they didn't win a single preseason game last year. And last year they went under the total. So while you can say these preseason games don't mean anything, you gotta be able to win one game. You gotta be able to show something, so, some type of positive impact that your team is doing well going into the season. Now, when it comes to the Suns specifically, I think they have a ton of issues. Obviously, Monty Williams and um DeAndre Ayton's relationship is a mess. Jay Crowder wants to be traded. That's huge as far as their wing death. And then, I mean, look, Chris Paul's getting older. I just think the Suns team, they're on their way down. Yeah, I don't blame you there. It's a, 
it's just a strange ordeal as well with the sale of the team as well. You got to feel like even though it's not something that is something that you can handicap from X's and O's, these are still human beings that we're taking a look at as well. So that always does weigh a little bit on their minds as well. So I don't think that that's a complete nothing burger. And then I know that a team that you're relatively high on in the Western Conference as well, probably taking that spot from the Phoenix Suns. That is the LA Clippers. Take me through them just because they're a team that they've just been, let's call it what it is, ravaged by injury. I really like Ty Lue as a coach, but the lone trepidation that I have with the LA Clippers is whether or not guys like Ky- uh, guys like Kawhi Leonard are going to be able to stay healthy for the full 82 games. Well, I mean, look, we look at Kawhi Leonard. I think he had more of a freak injury with his ACL tearing in the, the Western Conference semifinals a couple years ago. So, I mean, he's had enough time off to where I think he's going to be fine. But you look at this Clippers team. They're full of depth. And the, the strength of this, this Clippers team is their wings. you got Kawhi Leonard. you got Paul George. That alone is going to give you a top five defense. And then, I mean, you add guys like Marcus Morris. You add guys like um, Terrence Mann coming off the bench. John Wall coming off the bench. Norman Powell coming off the bench. This is a, a really, really deep team. I actually took them plus 700 to win the NBA title earlier this summer. I've been giving it out all summer long on the Ringer gambling feed. I just think when you have a team that can constantly go small and, and defend on both, they can defend on, on defense and they can score, they can shoot the three. I mean, this team is the sky's the limit. So I really love the Clippers. And I do think that the big thing for the Clippers as well, gauging them on a night-in-and-night-out perspective, because I know that we were talking about this as well. You might want to take a look at the Clippers a little bit more in terms of odds of win things like the Western Conference, the NBA Finals, rather than the regular season, rather than like a regular season total over, just because it goes to the point that I was bringing up a little bit earlier with Ky- with Kawhi coming off of injury. They're more likely to rest them, give them some load management, and thus the Clippers are really going to be looking to build up for the postseason rather than looking to, like, crush the Warriors' season record of wins. Oh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt. And, I mean, look, you got three teams in that division with a win total over 50. So, I mean, it's, it's, you, you kind of got to pick your poison. But I, I think a, a few of those – I mean, look, the Warriors have a win total over 50. They have the issues with Draymond Green. Obviously, we've spoken about the Suns. So, look, I mean, it's, it's tough sledding, but I, I really love the Clippers this year. I mean, there's some interesting fades that I, I, I like this year. I mean, I, I love the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the, what they did last year was fool's gold. I'm going to be going under their win total. I mean, last year they were 22nd in half-court offensive rating. They're a team who they thrived off transition, scoring in transition and defensive rebounds. And those are things that, you know, they don't typically translate to playoff basketball. And they, like, I'm look. Stuff like that regresses. And then, obviously, you lose Jaron Jackson Jr. He's hurt. You lose slow-mo. So, I think the Grizzlies are going to take a step back. And I think when you look at other teams in Western Conference, I think teams like the New Orleans Pelicans, I think I, I love their win total over. So, I'm going to be all over them. And I think the biggest question with the Pelicans is just what you're going to be able to get out of Zion Williamson. And even if Zion Williamson isn't necessarily 100%, because, I mean, let's call it what it is. He's not going to play 82 games this season. But when it comes to the Pelicans, I love the fact that they made that trade for C.J. McCollum last season. That brings this team a little bit more of a veteran presence, and they're still reaping the benefits of trading away Anthony Davis, getting all those young guys, and a lot of these guys, it feels like they've sort of taken that next step that it takes a few years in the NBA to make. Yeah, I mean, look, and I'm, I, I got a hot take for you. Brandon Ingram is probably, let's be serious, he's a top four shooting guard, top five small forward in this league. I would probably put them more like five, but, I mean, I can I mean, see let, top I mean, five. Let, let, let's look at the guys you got in the league. You got LeBron James. You got oh, Kevin yeah. Durant. 
You got Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm taking anybody else over him. I would have to think I there might be a fourth, but you know what? Top five, I can agree with. Certainly not top three, but you know yeah. what? Top five, I'm going to be willing to agree with you on that. I'm not going to have any and then pushback when you, there. When you look at the rest of that team, Zion Williamson, I mean, look, he was already all-star, already 27 points per game, C.J. McCollum. And then you look at the depth, the, the, like the depth on that team. You got Herbert Jones. I mean, that guy is like Richard Sherman on a basketball court in terms of his length and ability. To almost, like, I've seen him run and, like, shut down one side of the basketball. He played, like, with one <laughs> arm while he was at Alabama that one year. I remember that. Yeah, so it's just like I, I really love that team. I think they're on the come up. I think you look at a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think they're going to be scary. Anthony Edwards, um, Carlton Towns, I know he's been, you know, sick. But, I mean, you add Rudy Gobert to that, and I, I think I like them to go over 48 wins. And then in terms of the East a little bit more, I am curious to see what you think of the Boston Celtics because they've been in the headlines for, let's call it what it is, not necessarily the right reasons with Udoka being sidelined for the entire season due to suspension. So now you've got Joe Mazzullo. I remember him from West Virginia. I liked watching him play. Too bad that he couldn't form much of an NBA career as a player. But what do you think of the Boston Celtics? Because even though they made the finals last season, I'm still curious if they would have made it if Chris Middleton would have been healthy for the Milwaukee Bucks. I still think the Bucks might be that team that win the East because of everything that we're seeing right now for the Celtics. I think when you look at the Bucks, look, obviously they had the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep. And, but they're a very top-heavy team. So, and we saw that in the playoffs. You lose Chris Middleton, there's not a lot there. But, I mean, they're obviously the favorite. But when you look at the Boston Celtics, I think I was a year too early on this. I gave out Jason Tatum to win the MVP. Award and they got off to a little slow start, but I mean, for the last three, four months, they were the best team. They were one of the best teams in the history of basketball. <laughs> so I think that continues this year. Obviously, you, you lose your head coach, but Joe Mazzulla steps in, and I, I think you got look the win combination: Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Those two guys are, you know, they're look they're the guys that you want to build around. And then you add guys like Malcolm Brogdon. The only concern about I have about this Celtics team is that you lose Robert Williams for an extended period of time. I think Al Horford is getting older, but I, I still like the Celtics team. I don't want to go over their win total because I think the key for this team is staying healthy. I personally like the Philadelphia 76ers to win the Atlantic division. I think the new pieces that they added, um, I mean, obviously you got James Harden and Joel Embiid, but Tyrese Maxey right now is playing out of his mind. That guy was awesome. <laughs> I mean, you add DeAnthony Melton. You add P.J. Tucker. You just you add Montrez Harrell. I mean, I think this team, I like the Philadelphia 76ers to go over 51 wins. I like them to win the Atlantic Division. I think you got to sprinkle something on them to win the NBA title as well. But I think when it comes to the playoffs, I think the Bucs, Celtics are probably better teams in the and Harden looks like he's in a little bit of better shape this preseason as well. I think that that is going to be massive for them and always massive to this show. Getting you aboard, Raheem, always appreciate it. Thank you. Well, without a doubt, it's always a pleasure. I mean, look, it's a great time for Philadelphia right now. Sixers. Yeah. It is. It is a great time. And coming up next, we're going to give you guys my DK Nation pick. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts this hockey season. The action will start right at Puck Drop on Tuesday with our Tuesday first goal insurance promotion. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app every Tuesday and place a first goal scorer wager on any game as it is a whole new game as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to have Raheem Palmer aboard. He does great work over at the Ringer. Talked a little NFL and the NBA season is getting started very, very soon. I know that John Von Tobel did a great job with our NBA betting guide over here at VEASAN and 
you know what? There's money to be made on the preseason as well as we found out from him as well. So always great to get that wealth of knowledge aboard on this show. Now it is that time to finish up strong. Take a look at what we can make some money on on this Tuesday as I've got a DK Nation pick for the Diamond and it involves a pitcher that has been very, very profitable all season long. So let's dive in with 925-926. The Cleveland Guardians, they are on the road facing off against the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole is going to be going for the Yankees and got Cal Quantrill on the bump for Cleveland. The write-up is going to be in regards to the total as we're finding a total pretty much across the board of a seven. The under has a little bit of juice on it, but seeing all sevens and then with the New York Yankees, they're a pretty sizable favorite. You're going to be getting them and between minus 198 and minus 205 between plus 175 and plus 180 is the number that you've got with the Cleveland Guardians. And I like the Guardians in this spot because Cal Quantrill, 16-1 and is the Cleveland Guardians in his last 17 starts. Lone outlier, he had a four-and-a-half-hour rain delay in one of Cal Quantrill's starts against the Seattle Mariners. So he was unable to go after three innings and that very, very long and massive rain delay. So from there, they had to go to the bullpen. They lose that game in extra innings, but... This is a Guardians team that has been very impressive all season long, and the impressiveness of the Guardians sort of has this hand-in-hand with regards to my money line play of the Cleveland Guardians, and the the DK Nation write-up is going to be my play on the total as well, which is the under, which for the Cleveland Guardians, they have been supreme with their bullpen pitching all season long, as they've got the best bullpen ERA in the American League since the All-Star break, and as a matter of fact, their bullpen ERA post-All-Star break Hovering right around 240. No other team has better than a 298 bullpen ERA since the All-Star break in the American League. And that would be the Houston Astros, whereas standing second fiddle us. You've got the best one-two punch in the eighth and ninth inning. Emmanuel Classe, James Karinchuk. These guys have been amazing. Nick Sandlin's dealing with a little bit of an injury, but you've got all these guys posting up a 305 ERA or better. Aniel de Los Santos, Sam Entages, throw in there, who I mentioned a little bit earlier in Sandlin, Trevor Steven. These guys have all been able to do a solid job now. For the Cleveland Guardians, the lone trepidation that you've got with this team, they don't hit the deep ball very much, which is a part of the reason why I do like this total under as well. Cleveland Guardians, second fewest home runs on a per-game basis in baseball this season. The only team with fewer home runs, that would be our good friends, the Detroit Tigers. That was not a great year for them, but we've got a bunch of guys that they do move the line for this team as you've got five guys that hit at least a 280 during the regular season, not including Will Brandon, who has seen a few excuse me, at-bats for this team, but you do have Jose Ramirez coupled with Oscar Gonzalez, Steven Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, all doing a very solid job on that front, hitting at least a 280. Your main measure is Ramirez during the regular season, 29 home runs, north of 115 RBI. These guys have been impressive. And then you do take a look at the flip side for the New York Yankees, and I do fear that because they rely so much on the deep ball, they led all the big leagues in terms of home runs this season. That That is going to nip them in the butt. Now, it's not necessarily the world's coldest night in New York for Tuesday. It looks like it's going to be at first pitch, low 60s, getting down to the 50s as the game progresses. But balls that were flying out in June, July, August, they're much like less likely to fly out here in mid-October. You do have Aaron Judge, who's been having an amazing season. And I will say this. Aaron Judge probably was feeling a lot of pressure after he had home run number 60. That's now off his shoulders just a little bit, but got to wonder how that chase for 62 was just affecting him in general and if there's maybe going to be some after effects as well 
Looks like TJ LeMayu, his status is a little bit up in the air for this series, and they're going to try to bring back Matt Carpenter. And while Matt Carpenter was very solid during the regular season, you got to wonder about a guy that hasn't swung a bat since the summertime as to how he's going to be able to do for this New York Yankees team. Is he going to be able to deliver that same pop as he was hitting over a 300 and he was getting a home run like every 12 at bats? It was video game numbers from Matt Carpenter that we were seeing. So we shall see there. And then you do have guys like Anthony Rizzo and John Carlos Santa combined 63 home runs from these two guys, but these two guys throwing their Josh Allison, Aaron X, all hitting at 228 or lower this season. I will say for Rizzo, he's able to move line is on base percentage north of 340, but trepidations on that front. And for the New York Yankees, also a top five team in terms of bullpen ERA. As a matter of fact, third this season in bullpen ERA. Clay Holmes has been a little bit spotty for the team, and they're going to be without a role to Chapman. I'm here to say that not having a role to Chapman is probably in addition by subtraction for this team. Being able to put on there another arm in general because you got to think that he gets replaced by someone like a Clark Schmidt who's able to give you a little bit of extended length. Scott Efforts has been able to do a solid job in the bullpen sub-3 ERA out of him. Clay Holmes has been really hit or miss since the second part of the season began, but he still has been able to supply a sub-3 ERA overall for the season. Last 30 days of the regular season, he was starting to find himself a little bit more, so I do think that you're still going to be able to get Good production there. Wani Peralta, who missed the final two, two and a half weeks of the regular season. He's going to be back. He's been able to supply a 272 ERA as well. And we're going to call issues coming into the start, to say the least. Three plus runs in each out of his last five starts. He's given up at least one home run in each out of his last eight starts and his, his last five starts as a whole. Nine home run surrender. But going up against the Cleveland Guardians team that they aren't necessarily hitting the deep ball too much. That should be able to help out Garrett Cole a bit more. Garrett Cole has been better at home than he has been on the road with his ERA. About 0.7 points better when he has been at home, more like a 320 home ERA compared to a road ERA, hovering between 3.8 and a 3.9. So I do think that you've got good value on this under, getting a little bit colder out there in the Bronx. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total under with the DK Nation write up and getting plus 180 on a guy that has went 16-1 and in his last 17 starts in terms of being able to get you to the window on the money line. I am certainly willing to take that. So... Going to be back in our good friend Cal Quantrill go along with this total under and then a game that I was touching upon in our number two and I gave you guys what I like in terms of the money line or in this case the run line of the Dodgers versus the Padres a little bit earlier. Got to clean up this total as this is 923-924 on the board with San Diego throwing out there Mike Clevenger and Uli Arias going to be going for the Dodgers with the Dodgers. I like them on the run line between even money and minus 105. I'm willing to lay up to a minus 105 there but this total is seven and I like this total over with the LA Dodgers averaging right around five runs per contest for this team, and it goes up even more at home. You've just got so many mashers for this team as Mookie Betts, part of the 35 and 35 club this season, as the leadoff spot is mainly to 270. But then you've got Will Smith, Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger, Trey Turner, all between 19 and 25 home runs this season. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Batting average has not been there in general from this season. And Max Muncie had a rough start to the season, but last 45 or so days of the season, he was hitting more around at 250. Very good signs for this team. Now, with the LA Dodgers, their bullpen ERA is second in the big league since the All-Star break, and it's really been unsung heroes that have stepped up for this team. Alex Vesia, Yancey Almonte, Caleb Ferguson, Evan Phillips, all these guys posting up a sub-250 ERA. On top of that, Chris Martin, ever since he has come over from the Chicago Cubs, he's posted up a sub-2 ERA. For the Dodgers, but I do take a look at the San Diego Padres team. Josh Hader has been significantly better. No earned runs allowed 
in his last 11 appearances. He did give up an unearned run to the LA Dodgers, just completely not his fault. Defense let him down. I do not pin that on him one bit. Robert Suarez has been able to give you a sub-3 ERA, but we've got quite a few other guys. They're a little bit less than trustworthy. And for Mike Clevenger, I think that he's going to be giving up a runs of plenty in this spot. On the flip side, the starter for the LA Dodgers, Julio Arias, he has actually given up significantly more at home than he has on the road. Past two seasons, he's had a combined 37 wins. And in terms of those wins, I believe that he's had just 13 of them come at home. So I do think that that's rather fascinating. But in terms of Mike Clevenger, 7.2 strikeouts per nine innings, nearly three walks per nine innings. But he's just been so much worse when he has been on the road than at home. Petco Park, it is very pitcher-friendly out there in San Diego. In San Diego this season, a sub-three home area when he is on the road. It has just not been great as this ends up going up to right around a 546 in his ERA. And against the Dodgers this year, north of a 9 ERA, I do like this total over. And I do like the run line of the LA Dodgers as well. So that's what I'm taking a look at there. And to give you guys a little bit of a bow on the basketball conversation with Reem Palmer, we've got our pro tip for this hour. You're able to get all these by vcin.com slash subscribe by being a pro tip subscriber. You get pretty much 20 per day. And today's pro tip in terms of our number three is when it comes to betting on the NBA futures market, don't necessarily correlate the team that you like to win, like the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, with win totals. Because as we know, in the NBA, there's a lot of guys that they have load management issues. And we see a lot of these teams try to ramp up for that postseason run. So I do think that that's something very important to take a look at. Something else that's important Staying tuned for Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they come your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VSIN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder. So you can find the right disorder. So you can find the right disorder. So you can... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.